Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. Me. What's up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat. Back at it. It's Monday. Well, people listening to this, it's Friday. Do you ever think (laughs) about that, Pat? People listening to this episode are starting their weekend, and they're so happy, and they're like getting ready to just party it up. And when we record it, we are just starting the slog. I have never thought of that, but now it depresses me, honestly. (laughs) Gotta chase away those Sunday scaries. Just I'm like (laughs) people say they like the it helps them get through their Fridays, and to me it's like some days I'm just like dragging myself to do the podcast on a Monday afternoon or Monday evening rather. (laughs) Yeah, my back is really hurting, Pat. (laughs) Oh yeah. Jerry, listen, man. I full disclosure, I haven't played a game of magic since fucking August because I've been so busy with every like between school and football and all that stuff. It's been nuts. I I was just telling you before the cast, we're we're pre-cast, Jerry and I are trying, and I'm like, listen, man, I'm not playing anymore. I'm not playing any paper magic until at least uh, for another four weeks at least, because of just how my schedule is. Like I wanted to go to the um the time vault open uh this past weekend on Saturday, and I couldn't because I had our birthday party to go to. I'm like, oh, that's a bummer. I could have gone just, to like F&M. Just go to the or, next one. It, it yeah. happens yearly. Just go to the next one. <laughs> I know, right? It's just, it's just a bummer. So, I'm uh, I'm gonna, I, I can't even play Magic Online. I literally just don't have the time for it. So I know, I know people are saying, oh, boo hoo, Pat. Sucks to be you, buddy. But it, it's, it's a bummer because I really want to be able to play more. But it's, it's uh, okay, Pat. I'm playing enough Magic for the both of us. You playing a lot of Legacy? No, you're just like drafting ELD. I bet. No, I actually I did one ELD sealed to get a feel for it, and I have not drafted it at all. I've been playing a ton of really? Legacy. Oh, good. That's good because I've been playing zero, so you can you can inform my opinion here. I've I've played more Legacy, paper Legacy, in a, quite a while. Like I think uh, out of the last in the last two months, I've gone to seven F and M's. So I've only missed like one F and M in the last two months for Legacy. That's awesome. That's awesome. You've been going to a lot of uh, gaming, etc. I assume. Yeah, yeah, I've been hitting that up. Uh, also, a bunch of people that I haven't seen in a while are starting to come out of the woodwork too. Um, you know, I know not everyone can do like the dual land program that Michelle's doing, where she's giving away a uh, dual land as a door prize. But let me tell you, that definitely kickstarted the scene again because now we're like, when we get like twenty people, that's a small night. Mm-hmm. That's awesome because it's been a. Uh... I know it was a little sparse for a little while there where there was only like 10 or 12 people showing up. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, we were getting down to like 10, 8 people for F&M, and now we're back up to like 30 on the average, actually. So I, this F&M, I think we had like 32, 33 people, and Modern failed to fire. Really? Yeah. I was actually talking to a couple kids, and they're like, yeah, we came for Modern. We'd really just rather play Legacy. And I'm like, well, just enter <laughs> enter with your Modern decks. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. Get, we'll get destroyed. And I'm like, so? I'm playing <laughs> still- a blinged out, <laughs> foiled out Legacy deck, and I still get destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Jared's like, I put my own, like 90% of my life savings into this deck, and it sucks. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love hearing the, that, that stores are doing well. It sounds like uh, Time Vault in Bellingham. 
they're running Wednesday Legacy and Friday Legacy, and they're running their monthly uh, opens over there too. Legacy opens over there, so I know. It I... Sounds like the Legacy scene around here is really thriving. I just I, I want to be able to be a part of it because I know it's important to participate to keep the scene alive. And I just I just don't have I literally don't have the time for it right now, and it's such a bummer. Yeah, it's uh it's rough, man. Getting old is hard. Yeah. Once fo- once once football's over with the kids, I'll have my Wednesday and Friday nights back again. We and we just need to convince Wizards to do a uh, football fit, uh, wow football <laughs> foosball <laughs> uh, crossover product like they did with My Little Pony, and then you can have your cake and eat it too, Pat. <laughs> uh, that sounds terrible to me. I don't listen. I like you don't want I like you don't want a Tom Brady Planeswalker card. <laughs> First of all, we'll be banned immediately because it'd be too powerful to be in the game. Like, <laughs> like a Tom a Tom Brady Planeswalker card is just is just it would be. Too good. It'd be too good. I'm sorry. <laughs> it would be uh, Jason the Mind Sculptor plus Red and Six for a single rainbow mana. Can be cast yeah, exactly. You can have like an, an infinite amount of them in your decks. Yeah, for sure. It's plus one as you just win the game. Yeah, it's, it, it'd be it'd be disgusting. Actually, I probably want to design a Tom Brady Planeswalker card now. Thank you for adding it to the list of things I want to do that I don't. Yeah, time for. unfortunately, its ultimate is deflate target ball. It's not very useful. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know what, Jerry? I hate the fact that you keep bringing that up because it's such like a minor. It was such a minor thing. It's the only football fact I know. <laughs> You know why? Because they gave it a nice riggy title, Deflate Gate. See, that stuck yeah, with that's me. That's what it is. Everything's gate, by the way. Can I tell you how much I hate that? Every everything that comes up is gate, gate, gate. It's terrible. Uh, gate watch. <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there was like a company that like had bad fences and it became Gate Gate, I wonder if that would like catch on. Ooh, I think we have right? a business they made, idea. Like, defective fences. Yeah. Free free advertising. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you want the the word "gate" associated with your company. There's no such thing as bad publicity, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! All right. Well, we got a little bit to talk about today. I know today's kind of a light episode, um, but tell me what you've been doing in Legacy lately, Jerry. Yeah. uh, Well, at FNM, I actually sleeved up uh, Blue White Stoneblade because I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to do some fair deck. I've been playing Sneak and Show. Sneak and Show has been doing well for me. Uh, I've cashed pretty much every FNM except for like one i went two two uh every other fnm i've been going like three one or four oh with sneak and show which is apparently surprising because talking to like the sneak and show facebook group and other people mm-hmm. apparently like the meta is super hating out sneak and show really? right now with all like the delver decks and yeah so uh i'm still having fun i guess just because our meta is kind of tilted in our favor but i decided to have some fun with some stoneforge mystics and i've just forgot how slow that card is pat my god <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh i could have an emercool right now but instead i have a 4-4 four, four vil- vigilance lifelinker that's that's yeah. kind of like it <laughs> yeah it's pretty pretty gross uh yeah i, I don't i, I... I don't know why people play Stoneblade. I know like Ian's gonna come over and murder me in my sleep today, but I just don't get. I don't like Stoneblade strategies in general. Um, I think the. I mean, it was. I guess it was good for Niagara. People like really thought that was gonna be the deck to the deck to beat that weekend. But I just. I don't know. It's just never appealed to me as a as a uh, as a strategy. Yeah. Um, though Pat, actually, so for the leaving a legacy uh, tournament in uh, October twenty six, we need to give. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler and his boneless bant deck uh, a feature match because he's been kicking my ass every goddamn weekend. <laughs> I cannot beat that deck. <laughs> I do like the name boneless bant. It's pretty good. Like it's understandable that he beats Nikacho because his deck is literally just like aggressive creatures and counter magic. And I'm like, okay, you know, like he gets under my guns, whatever. That's cool. But now I'm like, oh, 
I have like four swords of plowshare, stone, uh, snapcaster mage, stone forges. Nope, doesn't matter. Still kicks my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna get some boneless bant on on camera for uh, yeah, I like it for the feature match at the next uh, Leaving Legacy because that deck uh, that deck has some sweet tricks to it. I need to uh, just as a reminder to myself when I hear this podcast, uh, you need to talk to Wilson. To find out how to get the decks uh, up on Cardboard Live uh, during the stream, so that people can <laughs> did you just, check out the deck list. Did I you just not... did you just leave a voice memo for yourself in the episode, Pat? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And I'm hoping <laughs> everyone who hears works. this can tweet to tweet directly at me to uh, to take care of that at Pat Uglo on Twitter or at LLMTG. I I, I service both accounts. Uh, yeah, just like remind me so I I because I I can't drop the ball on that this time. <laughs> I felt really bad because I, I was like, oh, yeah, like it shouldn't be a problem. I, I had never done it before, and I was like, oh, I actually don't have the bandwidth to figure out how to do this, even though I'm sure it's really easy. I don't have the, I don't have the ability to figure out how to do this on the fly while we're also uh, hosting this, uh, this event. So uh, Yeah, I can imagine why, considering you just uh, told our listeners to take a memo. <laughs> yeah, so uh, shoot me a message. Uh, you can send me a t- uh, tweet or, or DM me or whatever and just say, hey, uh, I make hope- sure you uh, touch bases with Wilson so he can teach you how to do that. Because I don't know if... Is is Mr. Hunter gracing us with his presence for this open? Uh, I haven't spoken to him yet. I don't think so because I haven't made any plans with him. But maybe. Uh, yeah, he I, probably would have by now, right? <laughs> I would say so. Uh, also, he can't. He can't crash. What about uh, what about our boy from the West Coast, Cyrus? Oh, I need to find out. So I'm actually my company tried to send me to Nashville the Friday before the, the Leaving <laughs> Legacy open. <laughs> And I was like, really? No. Yeah, I was just like, no, guys, I, I can't go. I have this, like, uh, I told them I had a charity event to make it sound like, which it is. We're doing the food drive. I just really hyped up the charity aspect of it and not that Damn. it was a children's card game <laughs> tournament. <Jerry. laughs> wow. So I'm leaving at, wow. like, 6 a.m. Sunday morning after the Leaving a Legacy tournament to fly down to Nashville for, like, Ooh. a conference. <laughs> That sucks. Yeah, so... What, what what were they going to have you do on Saturday? Like, just sightsee in Nashville? No, well, the conference starts Sunday, which is why I have to go down, like, 6 a.m. on Sunday. Oh, oh so you're going you're gonna, to... You're going to go to the conference in the same day you're flying? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That, that sucks. That's Dude, the that dedication quit. I have for the Leaving a Legacy Open, man. I'm just like, nope, yeah. can't do it, guys. I'll fly down Sunday morning. The, the alternative is, like taking a miserable 6 a.m. flight to go to a conference right off the plane. Do you have to be back in Boston for Monday? Because that's what it sounds like. No, I'm going to be in Nashville until Wednesday. So oh, that's not too bad. If any of our listeners are in Nashville, hit me up. I'll, hey, I uh, feel like uh, you might be able to see Joseph down there. Yeah, definitely. Joe Gardner is a Tennessee boy, I believe. Uh, yeah, well, I thought, uh, well, I'll have to hit Joe up because, yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, it'd be yeah. good, to, good to catch up with him. But um, He's busy, man. He's got the babies. So, yeah, got those, got those twins. Cute, yeah, cute kids, those are, those cute are, yeah. Good kids. Oh yeah, for sure. Those are good looking, good looking kids he's got there. Um. So, but if anybody, Joe, though, hey Joe, if you listen to this, hit me up, man. I mean, I want to talk to you. See how, see how things going. Stop leaving messages on the podcast, Pat. You know, this uh, honestly, this might be a very effective way of me getting things done in my regular life. So, like, honestly, hey. Uh, also, also, remember to um, I got to drop all our football plays. I want to put them on. Uh, I want to put them on folder. Right now, I have them on just like computer paper i want them on actual like uh, manila folders so they 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 fit better and they're a little more uh a little more uh, uh st- like uh, they don't bend as well bend as as much when i try to show them to the players so um get on that too pat get get that done for the for friday uh, for sure don't forget you got to pick up your dry cleaning too don't, don't i don't forget. dry clean anything that's a, such a scam 
It's such a scam. Dry, okay. Dry I just wear the shirt a... and then I throw it out. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm going to leave that be in the interest of time. <laughs> we're we're going to circle back to that on a later date. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, we, we're going to go over the... Uh, we have the uh, so we had the Philly Open, the team open this past weekend, and then the Philly Classic as well. We're gonna try to go over the top eights here, um, but uh, the, the, each each one has their own little uh, kind of uh, pattern. So I want to want to go over those really quickly. Uh, you want to go over the top eight of the team open real quick? Yeah, because uh, team open was pretty interesting. I'd say um, really, yeah. This is I, an interesting. Oh, this is an interesting top eight to you. It is. Well, I mean, not okay. the entire top eight, but there is definitely some spice in here. Okay. Um, you know, with the usual disclosure, it's a team open. Don't know how individual score, yada, yada, yada. Uh, with that said, I was looking on Reddit and uh, the Alluren players team uh, posted on Reddit uh, saying that like the Alluren deck was the deck that was like the glue that held the team together. So uh, while some people might say the Alluren deck kind of got in on its uh, uh, teammates backs, the Alluren deck actually is what put up some really good results to get itself uh, into top eight, which is really cool. Whenever we see kind of a, uh, you know, a, a black horse deck making it into a top eight of a, of a pretty large tournament. Mm hmm. Um, so right off the bat, though, first place, uh, we have uh, Rug Delver. Second place, we have a pretty interesting uh, Loam deck, which some people might think is Aggro Loam at first glance, but this is very different from traditional well, Aggro Loam builds. Hold, hold on. Before we move past the first place, I, I want to talk about the first place Rug Delver deck real quick. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Would, uh, All right. Uh, I just wanted to say, like, um, are these all these decks running Hooting Mandrels? Does that become standard for the for the Rug Delver decks now? I f- there's like two versions of Rug Delver right now. Mm-hmm. There's the Stifle Hooting Mandrills version, and then there's the quote unquote no bad cards Rug Delver mm-hmm. that uh, eschews the Stifles and Hooting Mandrills, uh, and instead runs things like Dread Horde and True Name Nemesis. Yeah. Okay. So these all three that are in the top eight had some number of Hooting Mandrills and four Stifles, which is something I did not expect to see in a, in a, in this top eight. So that's it's really. I mean. Again, I'm not super plugged into the legacy format right now, but I always thought that was really interesting because Stifle definitely seemed to be on the downtick for a long time, and I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised that all these rug decks are bringing it back. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely some contention. I mean, maybe that's not the right word, but there is definitely some debate among the rug delver players about mm-hmm. what's the the better build. And a lot of people, a lot of people like look down their noses at Stifle. I mean. I love my stifles because I love how well it pairs with Phyrexian Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, a lot of players, I can see their point that, you know, the meta and legacy in general, like we're not playing the same legacy that we were back in 2012. You know, the leg- the meta Dude, We're is... not even playing the same legacy that we were playing back in 2018. Right. Honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of them say that stifles shouldn't really be sleeved up. I haven't played either version of the deck so i honestly can't tell you which one i think's better but um I, it is some contention and it is interesting to see that in this event all three rug delver players the top aided were running stifle when we pretty much hadn't seen stifle at all in previous rug delver lists for the last couple weeks mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting all right well we can move on to the loam deck i'm just like i said i'm surprised to see them coming back all three of these top eight all three of these top eight rug delver decks are basically facsimiles of each other so yeah, pretty much, pretty much. 
Um, this loam deck Zan uh, Saeed was playing uh, was pretty sweet. It's it's very similar in in the shell uh, to Agro Loam, but yeah, it's, that's that's what I thought this was at first when we were going over it in the pre-show. But it's not Agro Loam. Yeah, I mean the key difference is is it's not running black for Dark Confidants Liliana's, and it's not running the Chalice of the Void. Uh, which allows it to open up to some more uh, uh, one-drop cards, namely mm-hmm. four swords to plowshares, uh, two crop rotation, and elvish reclaimer, and elvish reclaimer. That's yes. a card that's been seriously uh, impacting legacy. That's that's the other big one, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think this list is sweet. Um, it's taking full advantage of the four ren and six. Uh, I mean, I th- feel like if you're not playing blue and you want to play Renin Six, this is a very good list to pick up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can definitely see how this top aided. Like, it just looks like a pile of good cards. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's a lot of lands, obviously. Uh, but yeah, it's. I really like the uh the, the reclaimers in this list. Having like that that second set of crop rotations is pretty cool. Yeah, so I mean, you can win the game as a depth deck. So you have uh, the Knight of the Reliquary and the Crop Rotation uh, to find your um, uh, Dark Depths and Thespian Stage, and as well as the Sajiri Step as well. Because mm-hmm. that's all... I think adding the Crop Rotation is a huge boost to that game plan. Like, for a long time with the Aggro Loam decks, it was a big debate whether they should even be running the Dark Depths combo, because... Mm-hmm. The amount of time it takes you to fetch the combo out with Knight of the Reliquary, you can usually just beat them to the face and kill them with Knight of the Reliquary. So it's not even like worth fetching it out. Yeah. Uh, but with this adding the crop rotation, I think just makes that game plan that much more viable. Yeah. Uh, and then adding their Elvish Reclaimers just gives this plan that much more of a beatdown plan as well. So you have, you, I feel this deck goes a bit a bit more extreme than the aggro loam in its win conditions. You know, they're going to get the dark depths combo faster, and they also have a faster beatdown clock, curving you know elvish reclaimer into night of the reliquaries. Yeah, I mean, El- reclaimer is like a mini tarmogoyf, like a mini one minute tarmogoyf. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty. Well, I would actually say it's probably more like a mini uh, night of the reliquary. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess it just, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> um yeah i mean list list looks sweet for show good reason to sleeve up those plateaus it's got a <laughs> one of plateau pat <laughs> yeah we got some uh i don't want to say hate because it wasn't really hate we just had some people push it back on us saying that you know it's not it's not as bad as we're making it out to be but this someone's got to be last place it's just how things work guys <laughs> not everyone gets a participation well i guess everyone gets a participation trophy but uh not in this not in this uh not in this ranking here yeah some people are just last place true that i tell my kids that every single day when they wake up i was gonna say that this deck looks really affordable because the only dual lands it's running is uh, one plateau and two savannah Mm -hmm. and as far as mana bases in legacy go that's dirt cheap but the four mox diamond four red and six really yeah that price so (laughs) (laughs) it's clocking in at about twenty four hundred dollars for the list yeah that's insane that's insane which, you know, wait for Red and Six to come down, and then you just have to get your Mox Diamonds, and you're good to go. Red and Six is still $100, like $90. It's insane. Yeah, I sold mine in Barcelona, and I got, like, $60 cash, like, buy list for it, and I thought I was making off, like, a bandit. Yeah, like, you, I think you still did fine. Even from now, that's I, a Yeah, I, I still did fine, but it's just, like, I was expecting Red and Six to come way down after the Pro Tour, and it, I yeah. was wrong. <laughs> it. I don't know. I... So, you know what bothers me is that there's just so much Ren and Six in this top eight. There's four copies in the Loam deck, 
and then three copies in each of the Canadian Thresh and each of like the Rug Delver decks. And I just, I just, I mean, like, look, I get people get upset that you see like a ton of like Brainstorm in a top eight or you see a ton of Delver in a top eight. But to me, like, Planeswalkers are such like a, mm, it's just, I just don't like Planeswalker. Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of Planeswalkers to begin with. And just seeing so many of the same Planeswalker in the top eight just kind of bums me out a little bit. I, mm. Like, that's not yeah. a card I want to, I don't want to play against Run and Six. I forget who it was, but I saw on Twitter today, someone made a really good point that of the top five uh, Planeswalkers of all time, uh, arguably four of them were printed in the last year. Really? So, all right, let me see if I can, let me see if I can guess them. So, it's probably Ren and Six, uh, the three ball Teferi, right? Yep. Uh, is it the, um, what's the one with the art that you hate? The blue one. <laughs> Narset. Narset. Is it Narset? No, no. Nar- yeah, yeah, Narset. Narset. Yep. So that's three of them. There's one more. Is yeah. it Oko? Uh, I think they were referring to Oko. They didn't actually list them out. Oh, okay. They were just saying it in general. And well, they also said that uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor was basically the only planeswalker from prior to this year that was still cracking the top five best planeswalker list. Yeah, that probably makes sense. I mean, like the. Three Mana Liliana still played here and there, but it's not as prevalent as the other ones for sure. Either Three Mana Liliana. Like, Liliana oh, has true. two extremely playable Three Mana Planeswalker cards, yeah. and neither one is seeing very much play right now. Yeah. I just, man, I just don't like, I just don't like Renesix. I don't even mind Jace that much. Jace the Mind Sculptor, I don't mind as much as I, as I dislike Renesix. Is that crazy? I just, I just don't No, because, like I mean, I feel Jace has, like, this big target. It's like a four mana card so yeah. it's like it's an investment and you're working to kill it red and six like you put in all these resources to kill it and then they play another one yeah <laughs> it's, it's just like, like two mana it's just like too it's too inexpensive man i i think yeah i don't know i i feel like wizards has really tried and and i'm not like crapping on wizards because i know they i think that they probably hear a lot of legacy players being like why don't you include us like we're, you guys don't ever think of us and like they clearly push a lot of these sets to affect the eternal formats and I just don't like the like what they chose to do. Like maybe it's because there's just been so much change, and that's what I'm pushing back against in my mind. But like, there's just been so much. I don't know. I I just don't like. G- give us more powerful cards. Gives us more powerful cards. Not like this. Yeah. Not yeah. Like, and this. like I hate to say that because it sounds like it sounds like sour grapes and like it's such a a played out like fucking meme that every legacy so many legacy players are are into. But that's just how I that's just how I kind of feel it like a gut feeling. It's just like, oh, these aren't, I don't, and, I, and personally, I don't ever ask Wizards for more powerful cards. Like, I think that there was, like, Legacy is pow- more is, is powerful enough as it is, but I think when they really try to push these cards, it just makes them feel like the format changes, the, fi- the format has changed so drastically so quickly that, like, one of the reasons why I've liked Legacy is that it's such a stable metagame and such a stable format, and it feels like some of that stability has gone away, and, and maybe I'm just, like, maybe it's just me, like, looking from the outside feeling that way, but... That's just kind of how I feel about it right now. All right, you ready to come in off the porch, Grandpa? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I get, <laughs> I get it's a played, I get it's a played out like talking point, and and I apologize for, <laughs> I apologize for playing to that stereotype. But that's, I'm just telling you, like that's just, like, that's just like how I feel, you know. Like, and I don't want to go just, play, I don't want to go just, play old school where there's never going to be a change ever. But <laughs> and like, and I can't even, I can't afford that, you know, but. Uh, you know, it's I'm, just, I, I'm just giving you a hard time, like how I keep tweeting you boomer gifts. On yeah, a- <laughs> <laughs> I do like those quite a bit, though. They always make me chuckle. I just feel you're aging rapidly, Pat. 
<laughs> like I'm gonna like go on vacation and I'm gonna come back and you're gonna have like suspenders and you're gonna be wearing your pants above your belly button and you're gonna be complaining about how the old country buffet doesn't give free bread anymore. <laughs> Honestly, that all sounds awesome. I'm kind of on board with all those things. <laughs> On, and if I can get to if I can get to get dinner at four p.m. and be in bed by six, like fucking sign me up, bro. <laughs> Jeez, okay, all right, all right. Uh, let's Next. go into fourth place is uh, Blue White X Control Deck. What do you anything you want to say about this? Uh, this big pile of shit. I'm just kidding. Snow control. <laughs> I'm just. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. It's snow control. I mean, oh, it's blue- I know. It, I definitely mean that it's a big pile of shit. Then now, yeah. It's just interesting that. Uh, it's not a very mana intensive deck and they're still running the astrolabe like astrolabe's just that good i guess so like it's a blue white splash red deck and yeah just running that astrolabe is it just because it's like a it's a uh cantrip is that why oh yeah i mean like if it didn't if it didn't draw a car they wouldn't run it uh, I mean, obvi- I think we kind of already touched on that, like Astrolabe in general, if it didn't say draw a card on it, wouldn't be played. Yeah. But it's just interesting that they're choosing to run Astrolabe over something like uh, Preordain mm-hmm. or another like card draw. Like they could also probably do something like, um, uh, what is it, Accumulated Knowledge, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably a- going in a different direction. It's just It's just interesting that they chose to run Astrolabe when it doesn't look like they're that demanding on their mana base like they're running four prismatic vista for pete's sake yeah like they're, they're told you it was gonna be a big card in, in legacy i fucking told uh, you bro i wouldn't call this a big card you dick jerry I, it's a big card yo are, how do you feel that astrolabe is a bigger card than prismatic vista how it's not there's four copies of prismatic uh, vista three copies of astrolabe <laughs> suck it jerry let's count up the number of astrolabes in legacy nah no need no need. Uh, no need no need okay sounds good <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> uh, worth noting, uh, two Jace, two Narset, two Teferi in the in this uh, main deck here as well. Yeah, two Teferi, Time Raveler. Uh, yeah, I mean, this looks sweet. It's running Monastery Men- three Monastery Mentor, three Snapcaster Mages, the Creature Suite. So uh, blue-white is kind of an interesting place to be right now. There's just, like, a lot of just hodgepodge decks that the lines are really blurry between, like, blue-white Stone Blade, blue-white Control miracles uh bay <laughs> like yeah I'm, I'm, why do they call this blue white x instead of just instead of just jeskai control because that's what it is yeah i don't know why it's like oh we can't figure out what the third color is guys <laughs> yeah i mean I, I guess like because they just consider they're splashing like they're splashing the sinkholes in the main they're splashing the two blood moons in the sideboard like and the three i guess the three power blasts i, I think when you get to like when you have like five cards in your sideboard uh six with wear tear so and then two in your main. I don't know if that's quite a splash anymore, but I think it's just a oh. chess guy. I mean, I just realized that is interesting. It's running the two red cards it chooses to run main, not pyroblast, uh, you know, not bolter, anything like that. Two magmatic sinkhole. Yeah, those are card. big, man. Like I said, they take care. Of, they they kill tarmogoyfs. They kill um, uh, hooting mandrills. Like they take care of uh, basically every planeswalker that you know that you play in legacy and it's a delve card. So it just seems good. They're running uh, a snow covered mountain and then one volcanic island. So they have two uh, targets for their red mana there two mana, you know, two, two you know, yeah, basically. Yeah. So. Plus the astrolabes too. So. Oh yeah. That's yeah. I, f- I forget about the astrolabes. Yeah, exactly. So they, they actually have plenty of red mana if they want it. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting that like they splash red and the main deck is magnetic sinkhole. Like mm-hmm. that's I, I don't know why I keep being surprised by it, but I keep being surprised to see magnetic sinkhole so like <laughs> in Modern Horizons decks. common, Jerry. Yeah, it's true. What do you know? What do you know? Another fucking new card. Man, is it crazy that Modern Horizons had more of an effect on Legacy than than Modern? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do people still play Modern? I actually don't know anything about Modern format, so I can't really crap on it, but... Um, All right, well, the one you were really excited about is the Lurin that made it into Hell yeah! Some spice in here. All these Uh, snow-covered lands. Yeah. Also snow, but no Astrolabe, Pat. No Astrolabe, which is really interesting. Yeah, so So, why the snow-covered lands? Because... I I guess this is correct, but they're not. So typically, Aluren runs Baleful Strix. Right. Baleful Strix is super good in Aluren with all their bounce effects and playing creatures for free and at instant speed and all sorts of cool shenanigans you can do with it. Oh, I know. Uh, okay, I see. Yeah. And they're eschewing Baleful Strix for Ice Fang Codal, mm-hmm. which is another Modern Horizons card. Green and a blue for a 1-1 Flash Flying uh, when Ice Fang Kotal enters the battlefield, draw a card. As uh, long as you have three other snow permanents, it has Death Touch. Hmm. So, and it's a, it's a snow permanent itself, so it's not even snow lands. Like Ice Fang is a snow creature, so yeah, you need three other snow permanents. So if right. you have another Ice Fang out already, that counts. But I guess they're running it over the Baleful Strix because the mana they have supports it, and also it just it has that added bonus of Flash. Yeah, they're yeah. They're they they figure the flash is worth n- potentially not being able to have death touch on it if they don't have enough stuff. They're snow playing a one of mana on. war too, like limited all star mana war. No, that's that's normal for really. Aluren. Yeah, I can't ever remember them playing. I, I haven't played against Aluren that much, but I've never had a Aluren they player cast a, a mana war. Oh yeah, yeah. So that I mean that's an Aluren. Usually it's part. I mean it's just part of like the combo chain. Yeah, interesting. That that Man of War has some fucking dope ass art, huh? It does. The jellyfish just like straight up killing the the the, the great white, the great, the great white shark. That's yeah, I think that's the, only the starter edition art, which I think it's a shame because I think that art only comes in white border. Oh, that's which too bad. is like it's pretty great art. A crime. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is super sweet art. Uh, though I don't think it would get made today because I think it fails Watsy's test uh, of like the art being too realistic. Because like you could see that exact same scene in a uh, like biology book. Because <laughs> it's just like these are like real, real like that is an actual real world depiction of a man of war. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I dig it. Um, but other than that, I think the rest of the deck was pretty stock as far as Aluren decks go. Yeah, Plague Engineer in the sideboard. That's a new card. Oh, yeah, that's another Modern Horizons card. Man, Pat, tell us how you really feel about Modern Horizons. No, I was just just (laughs) noting that it's, uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, then next we have another Canadian Threshold deck. Don't even have to cover it. It's It's a facsimile of the other two, so. I mean, Noah Walker's from earlier had a true name nemesis instead of the third Hootie Mandrills, so there was... Oh, some... yeah, all Woo! right. <laughs> then next up, we have Dredge. It's got the one of Hogak. I fe- I guess that's normal for Dredge. I, f- I haven't really seen that much Dredge mm-hmm. around, uh, but I guess just having the one of Hogak in the list is just kind of stock now. You can just keep casting it. Like, you're always going to have all kinds of zombies on the board. Like, you can just fucking cast Hogak over and over and over again. Yep. 
Yeah, it's good. Much. It's a good. It's eight eight trample. And it's from Modern Horizons. If anyone needs to know, uh, it's, what set is it from, Pat? It's Modern Horizons. Modern Horizons. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. That's what I thought Just about. in case people were wondering <laughs> what set it came from. Uh, up next and in eighth place, we got a storm list. Oh yeah. Uh, and looks like ant. Yeah, looks like yeah, ants. Yep. An ant. Ant list. Yep. Run the past in flames. Ad nauseum. Looks like a pretty. Looks a pretty normal list. It's got the Xantus Swarm on the sideboard, which I know. So, like, it, it seems like Storm lists go back and forth whether or not you have Xantus Swarm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But a stock, a yeah. stock list. Again, running snow covered island, snow covered swamp. It's got the two Veil of Summer in the sideboard, too. Uh, speaking of, that card blew me out the other day. Really? I got, I got, got my first time by Veil of Summer. Uh, yeah, that shuts down a counter war pretty quick. Guess what deck was running it, running it, Pat? Uh, rug? No, my goddamn nemesis, Boneless Band. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Spell Queller, Force Your Spell Queller, uh, Veil of Summer. It's like, I'm like okay, cool. Jeez. <laughs> That's nice. Va veil me. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's an interesting top eight, I guess. A lot of, lot of threshold, uh, but it's cool seeing uh, a learn make its way in the top eight. And I, I don't hate seeing Dredge make its way into a top eight either. Yeah, for sure. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, moving on, we have the Legacy Classic in Philadelphia. Yep. Same event next day instead of team. This was just the Classic, so a bit of a smaller event, but the results uh, are a bit purer just because it's not a team event. Yeah, shout out to Bryant Cook. Piloting Storm yeah. in fourth place. Good job, Brian. We gotta have him on the cast again. I keep meaning to. We probably should have had him on tonight, and I just forgot to text him. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about this top eight real quick. Uh, a lot of depth decks. First, second, and third, all flavors of uh, depths. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm interested. So we got Golgari depths in first. Yep. Looks fairly well, well. Yeah, looks fairly stock. Pun well, it's got the punishing fire. Yeah, I've seen is this that before. Is this really Golgari? If it's running three gambles and two punishing fire? Yeah, no, that's closer to lands. If it's running the gambles too. Yeah, this like, I mean, it's it's mocks. Yeah, this looks a lot more like lands to me. Yeah, they're not does, running yeah, like they're right. not running any. Yeah, this is definitely a lands list, right? Because they're not running. They're not even running. Um. Uh, the two one vampire uh, hex mage. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, this is close. Yeah, this is definitely closer to lands than just depth. It's definitely lands, right? Like they got ports. Yeah, and this is tabernacle. Oh yeah, they and... have the ex they have the explorations. Yeah. yeah, this is just straight up lands. Hey guys, we figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Casey Lancaster uh, taking it down with lands. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, interesting new addition to lands uh, that I don't think we've seen before is field, field of, of the, the dead. dead. Yeah, I knew you were gonna bring that up. Uh, that's causing so, some headaches in standard, I guess. Not that we're going to talk about it, but uh, Field of the Dead is a land. It enters the battlefield tapped. You get to add a uh, uh, what is what do we call that? Colorless mana to your mana pool. Uh, yeah, yeah, colorless. The, the the gold mana, and uh, whenever it enters, whenever Field of the Dead or another land enters the battlefield under your control, if you control seven or more lands with different names, create a two two black zombie creature token. Seems like a good, uh, like an auto-include for this deck, right, as a one-of? It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, no no harm doing it as a one-of, and it's just an alternate win condition if your Dark Depths get surgical or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just hope, just make sure they don't uh, bring their Tabernacle, that's all. 
Keep your tabernacle off the field if you're making a bunch of zombies. Yeah, well, I mean, if you have seven or more lands out, you can probably afford to pay for it. Yeah, you're probably right, Jerry. Jesus. I mean, you don't necessarily want to. You could just say, you know, fuck the man and not pay your tabernacle tax like I do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the tabernacle art isn't like, it's kind of like, some of the old art is kind of shitty, man. Like, they they were, some of them were bad at, like, perspective drawing, I think. You know what I'm saying? Also... Holy crap, drop of honey's up to seven hundred dollars? Yeah. <laughs> it's insane, right? Happen? It's insane. <laughs> oh man. That's good Crazy. that's good art. Drop of honey is fucking dope art. Tabernacle's like kinda drop- whack. You like drop of honey, but you don't like tabernacle? Tabernacle's kinda whack, yeah. Like it, the the turrets don't look like uh they don't like they don't they're maybe they're not supposed to be even bad. It's the Middle Ages. You know, they didn't have good developers. Yeah, definitely like it's not like uh they didn't like perfect fucking building stuff when they had the pyramids built. So definitely, like, hundreds of years later. Lost information, Lost. Pat. Lost information. <laughs> of course. Of course. Well, uh, second place, this is Selesny Adepts. I don't trust what they're naming it anymore, so I'm going to go down this real quick. Uh, this is not This is not. I wouldn't call this Selesny Adepts either, Jerry. What would you call this? <laughs> it's like Maverick. <laughs> they uh, they just fucking gave up on naming these decks. Yeah, what's going shame, on, MPG Shame Goldfish. on you, Goldfish. <laughs> Yeah, one Dryad Arbor, four Elvish Reclaimer, three Giver of Ruins, <laughs> uh, Sylvan Safekeeper, uh, Gaddick Teague, Scavenging. Yeah, this is just straight up Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there even any depths in this? Is there depths? Uh, there is fourth. That's there is. Age. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they depths. are running. Yeah. Not, but yeah <laughs> hey look what they got in the sideboard one titania protector of argoth your girl hell yeah my girl let's do it up also two mind break trap that's pretty interesting and two force of vigor this uh this individual force uh, enjoys their free spells notable modern yeah. horizons card collector oof modern horizons uh yeah i have single teardrop rolling down my my cheek right now uh all right oh. let's see if they got it right with the third place golgari depths Yes, this is Golgari Depths. This is like Elvish Reclaimer, Hex Mage, Elvish Spirit Guide. So this Ooh. top eight is actually a lot more diverse than we thought at first yes, glance, for sure. just looking at the titles. Jerry, four once upon a time in this uh, Golgari Depths list. Oh, So that's the one man. in a green instant that you get to play it for free if it's the first spell you cast this game. Uh, you get to look at the top five cards of your library. You may, put a re- you may reveal a creature or land card from among them. Put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. I don't like the random order part. It should just be put the rest on the bottom of your library. I think I've said that before, but um, that's cool. I like that. Seems like a great card to have in this deck, actually. Yeah, I think so. Especially, I think it's going to be really good for the uh, Chalice decks because it's a two-trop. Right. So early on, you can play it for free, and then later on, you can play it and get around your chalices. Not that this deck is running chalice. What do they, um, what do they cut for that card? Um, What's that green card they normally run? Um, you know the card I'm talking about. Yeah, Ancient Stirrings? Yeah. No, not Ancient Is it Ancient Stirrings? Yeah. It, isn't that something that Black Green Depths will normally run? Uh, I gotta look it up now, because I feel like, like maybe I'm maybe I'm losing it. Yeah, Ancient Stirrings is one green. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a colorless card from among them and put it into your hands. Then put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Yeah. I'm wondering if uh, Tom Hep is, is running Once Upon a Time. Seems like it'd be a great yeah. inclusion in, in that deck. We should get Tom Hep on it for another episode. Yeah, we That's should. another person we haven't had on in a while. Yeah. Why, why are we sucking, Jerry? I don't know, man. It's all those modern horizons, know. man. It's really throwing me off my game. 
Uh, I don't think you could just throw that out there as an excuse. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, officer, I didn't see the red light. I'm colorblind. I, I, I'm sorry, officer, I didn't see the red light. Have you seen these fucking Modern Horizons cards that are tearing up Legacy right now? <laughs> uh, sir, I, I what don't What if the cop goes, yeah, dude, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> right? Then I, then I think you just got out of a ticket. Yeah, and I just made a new best friend. Uh, all right, let's talk about Storm in fourth place, uh, piloted by our friend Bryant Cook, uh, one of the snappiest dressers in the LAL Open series. True that. Uh, I would think it's pretty... I'm looking He's running at a defense grid in the main. Yeah, that's interesting. One defense grid, one pulverize a sweet. He's got Crash in the uh, sideboard. That's kind of cool. Yeah, wait. Crash. Two and a red for a Mercadian Mass instant. You may sacrifice a mountain instead of paying Crash's mana cost. Destroy target artifacts. Yeah. That's in spice. That's pretty cool. I think, I think I've heard him talk about it on, the po- on his podcast before. So, yeah. I like it. It's pretty, pretty cool. I mean, if nothing else, it's another free spell for uh, Stormcat. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see. And then... Uh, Rug Delver in fifth, and this is the Hex Drinker version. So this is the, is this the no bad card? No, because they're running Stifle in this list. This, uh, yeah, they this are is the four Hex Drinker, three Ren and six. Uh, this one's kind of like a hybrid between the no bad cards. Yeah, three Stifle, a Force of Negation, three Spell Pierce, no Spell Snare, notably, which is a card I think is is really good, but no Spell Snare here. Yeah. Yep, four Delver, four Hex Drinker, four Tarmogoyf, so... Main deck Caracas. Oh no, sorry, that's sideboard. Yeah. I got really excited for a second. The, one- <laughs> the, the rug was that afraid of merit lages <laughs> that they're running main deck Caracas. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty cool actually. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Uh, moving uh, on. Well. We got four color Delver in sixth, and this is let's see. So this is rug Delver splashing black for abrupt decay. Pretty much, right? Pretty much, yeah. They're running the Dreadhorde Arcanist, but they got they got four Delver, two Dreadhorde, four Tarmogoyf, two True Names. Yeah, they're just splashing black for Abrupt Decay and then Thoughtseize in the sideboard yep. for some more combo hate. Yep. And then they're running the Caracas Cropication in the sideboard as well. Yeah. Fiery Islet, oh. Modern yeah. Horizons card. Uh, Islet. Uh, yeah, yes. Sure, Jerry. <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Seventh place was four color control running two main deck plague engineer. You'll love to see that. Uh, yeah. Snapcasters running six chase veil of summer. Okay. Two Liliana's triumph main. Mm -hmm. So it seems a lot of people were hedging for, for dark depths. Mm, Yeah. Colgon's command for, for astrolabe. Yeah. This is a, hmm. The mana costs in this deck are like all over the place, huh? Yeah, wow. The one Veil of Summer main. That's that's some gotcha. Weird, right? Yeah. I mean, this deck seems very tuned for the meta. Like they yeah. were expecting a certain deck, you know, a certain type of deck to show up and they were prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And then rounding it off, we have another Rug Delver in eighth place. Uh, ooh, this one's running Oko Thief of Crowns. Yeah, this card is, uh, is, well, has been making it the, hmm. It's been doing stuff. Uh, it's one green and blue. It's a legendary Planeswalker Oko. 
The crazy thing about this card is that it pluses to six, which is nuts, right? Create a food token. Yeah, for for that's what I was saying when we did the set review. Yeah. This and uh, also the Scion Twins, like just a three mana Planeswalker that pluses to six. I don't think people realize just how tough that is to deal yeah, with. For sure, the uh, the the other plus one ability, uh, target artifact creature loses all abilities and becomes a a green elk three three. Uh, the best thing I saw was someone had fucking uh, taken someone's chalice. Turn it into an elk and then plow the chalice, <laughs> which is pretty amazing. It's like gets. Um. See, this is this is like that. That's a kind of a card I can get behind. You know what I'm saying? Like Oko is Oko is a planeswalker I can get behind. I don't think it's nearly yeah, as egregious I'll, as as Ren and Six. Yeah, even though it starts on four loyalty and it's plus two. I mean, it's plus two is create a food right. token, which might as well be pretty useless. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't mind that as much, but um, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's just funny. It's funny. Um, but yeah, the, this, this actually is kind of a cool deck. I can't believe this is seeing play, though. Like, this just seems really underwhelming. It's, one, it's a one-of, you know? But, like, it's it does, like, answer a Merit Lage, which is kind of cool. Not really. It, yeah, it does. I mean, not an instant speed Merit Lage, but it answers a Merit Lage. Well, you mean 90% of Merit Lages? <laughs> <laughs> True. True. But this is... That might remember, be. This, has, this has access to Wasteland. This has access to Crop Rotation, so... Uh, I think like having a one of Oko is just a nice way. To, like once you once you land it, they then they have to play it at instant speed, which isn't nothing. You have Delvers to take, you know to. Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean once you have true names out, that plus one is basically like plus one destroy target creature for all intents and purposes. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, that's interesting. And this, yeah, no, no stifle in this version. So. Yeah, actually, of all those rug Delver decks that we saw the, this weekend, only one of them decided not to run the Stifle, yeah. which is kind of a 180 from what we've seen traditionally leading up to yep. it. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I do like the Spell Snares in here, with that, and that's a card that none of the other lists were running, you know, none of them were running Spell Snare, and I think that card seems kind of good right now, so. Yeah, I think Spell Snare is just so many two-mana right threats out there, you know? Yeah, true that. True that indeed. All right, well, we've come to the end of our top eight uh, kind of reviews here. Uh, was there anything oh, else you wanted yeah. to cover before we got out of here? Uh, well, I took all my store credit that I've been winning at F&M, Pat, and I blew it all this weekend. What's winning? I, uh, what does that mean? Can you explain yeah, what winning means? It's, it's when you take your match slip up to the judges. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. You're like You know at the end of rounds when you see people like stand up and bring little slips of paper up to the front of the room? Mm-hmm. So what they're doing, Pat, is they're reporting results, and that's something winners do. Oh, results results is when you lose, right? You just lose? Mm, it's the other side of the coin. Wait, there's the another side, side of, of results? Coin. There is another <laughs> side of results. So what did you do with your winnings from FNM? Uh, I blew it all on foil monkey paws and foil fairies. Wait, hold on. What? So Wishclaw Talisman, the new card from Th- Throne of Eldraine. Yep. Uh, one in a black wishclaw talisman enters the battlefield with three wish counters on it. Uh, one tap remove a wish counter from wishclaw talisman. Search your library for a card and put it into your hand, and then an opponent gains control of uh, wishclaw talisman. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I grabbed uh, I grabbed some of those in foil. Are you trying to do something busted with that card? I am. I am. I grabbed some Fay of Wishes, which is the fairy cutting wish with the uh with the adventure. That is a tutor, so you may choose a non-creature card you own from outside the game, uh, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also got the Borrower uh, Fairy, which is the um, 
you know, one in a blue for an uh, bounce spell for the adventure, and then it also you can play it as a three one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I picked those up. I'm trying to put together a uh, like a blue black Omnitel list. Like blue black Omnitel has put up an occasional results here and there, but it's always just like missing that one thing. So I picked those up, and I want to put it together, and I want to see if uh, you know Wishclaw Talisman and the Fay of Wishes is what blue black Omnitel was missing to you know be an actual you know really competitive deck. Yeah, we, we, I know we talked about it in the uh, our. Um our set review, which we never even really did a full set review. We just like, hey, there's 70 cards that are spoiled. Let's talk about the ones we think are kind of neat. This is one of the cards that we were like, oh, this you can do some interesting things with this. And if you're winning an instant speed or you're playing something where like opponents can't activate their artifacts with something like Karn, you can do some pretty busted stuff with it. I mean, I guess if you have a Karn, it, you have a Karn already, but uh, you can do some really cool things with it. And if you, like you said, if you're winning an instant speed, uh, they never get to use it, which is pretty dope. Yeah, definitely. And also just with uh, Fae of Wishes, um, like Fae of Wishes, I think people are sleeping on the fact that it's it's not like Cunning Wish, where Cunning Wish is only instance. Mm-hmm. Like once you have Omniscience out, like the world's your oyster. Like I'm actually struggling to think of what what cards I actually want to put in my sideboard. So if listeners want to help me out, like what are some cards that just win the game on their own that aren't creatures? Because Fae of Wishes is any non-creature card. So what are just, like, the most busted non-creature cards you can think of? Because, I mean, like, right now I have Enter the Infinite, uh, Karn Liberated, Ugin the Spirit Dragon, and I'm kind of at a loss for, like, what are some other cards that just, like, win on the spot? Yeah. Like, not, like, Sandworms Convergence. That doesn't really win on the spot, though. Maybe it deserves a spot on the sideboard. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Um, I also so someone recommended Time Stretch, which is a hilarious card pad. I, I guess it's an EDH card, but I had never seen it before. It's eight blue blue. Target player takes two extra turns after this one. Okay, <laughs> so just ten mana take two extra turns. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's my plan. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this together. See what happens. You know, see how it goes. All right. Well, you gotta you gotta give us an update. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, definitely. And that's why I bought foils because I'm assuming it's gonna go. Great. Of course, <laughs> as all your uh, endeavors into into decks go, right? <laughs> it always works out swimmingly. I don't remember any times it's gone poorly, so they must all have turned out great. That's the ticket. All right, <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, before we get out of here, let's get into some scoops and poops. Scoops. Jerry, who are you scooping in the top eight this week? Uh, I am going to scoop in Bryant for top eighting. Congrats, buddy. Yeah, nice. How about poops? Uh, poops. Uh, rusty nails, Pat. Rusty nails. Did you get tetanus, Jerry? <laughs> I luckily I just got my tetanus booster like a couple months ago. But yeah, I just scratched crashed up my arm on this rusty nail that was just hanging out of this like fence thing. So I got a back, I got a big old cut, Pat. And I'm sad. You know what you should have done? You should have let your body fight off the tetanus on its own. Yeah. Just take that gamble. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> you just you just like as you're dying, you just say only the only the strong survive. <laughs> Going up to anti vaxxer Valhalla. I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, keep the gene pool pure, you know, that's all. Oh keep it, you know. <laughs> leave it just for the strong ones. Just for the strong ones. You can't do that. <laughs> I mean, you can do that. That's, that's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I am scooping in the New England Patriots this week. 
Uh, they are currently four and zero, oh, uh, just dominating the NFC North. The I'm oh, sorry, the uh, AFC East, uh, and uh, they're just they've just been been phenomenal east? this year. Like yeah, East bread makers, East Jerry e- East East. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeast, like beer, yes. beer ingredients. Oh, you want to hear something? I I read this cool article that they found uh, yeast in like some ancient. I don't know if it was like Sumerian or Egyptian pottery. Oh yeah, and, and then they, they brewed like, beer from it. No, they made I mean, they made bread with it. Oh, but why, why wouldn't you? Well, they've also done that, but they made beer with it. I I can't speak to the beer thing. <laughs> I don't know if I can't verify that that's true. But they definitely made some like some like crusty sourdough bread with it, which is like. <laughs> <laughs> kind of wild, dude. You're using a strain of yeast that's like, th- like a thousand years old. Isn't that wild? That is crazy. That's that's, that's not crazy. You blew my mind. That's a that's a risk. I feel like that's how like some terrible science fiction novel starts. Like the killer bread, Jerry. You wouldn't even take a fucking rusty nail for the team. I don't want to hear about. <laughs> you're afraid of yeast. I cut Jesus. my arm, Pat. Where does <laughs> where's the line with you guys? Where's the line with you goddamn soft-ass millennials, huh? Uh, I'm going to get some avocado toast. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, and my, my only poop this week is I have no time for MTG. It makes me very sad, but I will make my triumphant return. Uh, oh, actually, I, I have another poop. Um, no. Boomers. Boomers are Boomer- my... <laughs> <laughs> Screw boomers like Pat. <laughs> yeah, man. Left for dead, dude. The boomers are always get you. It was rough. It was rough. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, all the stuff we do. Uh, you can find the cast at LALMTG. Find Jerry at JMEE3RD. You can find me at Pat Uglo. The stream is twitch.tv slash leaving legacy. Of course, we have the LAL Open coming up October 26th. It's going to be a great time. Uh, make sure to come up for that. We got the food drive for that. We got some yep. sweet prizes. We already got. We oh, do. yeah. Also, if you want to donate any prizes to the food drive to make it even sweeter, get at us. Uh, yep. Who we got some sweet altars donated. Who was it? Yeah, uh, we did. Um, Ryan Penef sent us some amazing altars. Uh, I put he has commander the commander popcast uh, uh, handle. I put in the show notes last week, I believe. Uh, so it was really really cool. Sent us a ponder and a chain lightning, and I sent Jerry pictures. The pictures do not do the uh, don't do not do these altars justice. They are really 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 stunning. I'm not a huge fan of altars, but they're like. They're outstanding. They're yeah. really cool. They look great. So I'm gonna put those. I'm gonna put them up on the Facebook page. So if you want to take a look at them, they'll be on there when this episode comes out. Uh, as always, we'll be giving some stuff out as well for the food drive. I'm gonna look in my collection for some goodies to give out. Uh, last time, <laughs> last last time, Pat, we gave out a Japanese blade steel colossus, and then I walked mm-hmm. by a case the other day and I saw a Japanese blade steel colossus in there. I'm like, oh, maybe I should have price checked that first, but it's okay. <laughs> 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 it's very good cause so oh man i'll dig through my binders and choose something you, sweet i hope it. you run you, i hope you do it as a tax write-off man i i have to start doing that if i realize how much they are <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um one more thing before we get out of here i want to mention uh gaming for gains they're having their final uh their final gaming for gains nine it's gonna be november 16th i know they posted it already on the facebook page um but aiden aiden uh, messaged me and asked me if i would wouldn't mind plugging it and i said absolutely uh, and that was back in September, so I'm doing it now because I forgot uh, last week. But um, awesome, you know, they're, they're an awesome charity. This is the last one, so I'm actually I really want to try to make it out there because the last like five or six, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna come, and like something always comes up. So, um, but definitely check that out. Uh, it's a really cool event, and I heard the uh, legacy out there is pretty fun. So, um, but yeah, so uh, find us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Leaving Legacy on Word and Hipsters. Join the Facebook group. 
The Facebook group is always getting bigger, and it's just a it's a great place for discussion. Uh, sometimes it's idiot discussion, like uh, is a pop tart a ravioli or some bullshit like that. Uh, Don't yeah, do today, that stuff. Today's conversation was the Earth has a molten core and oh, is. I can't even. Layers, so I can't even listen to the, the premise Earth. of this idiocy. <laughs> Honestly, whatever like, boomer. We are just whatever, becoming idiot. Like idiocracy is just fucking becoming our reality. We have to and, do like, this. Mike Judge called it. Pat, we have to do this to numb ourselves from the constant existential dread that living in today's day and age brings us. Bro, I have zero existential dread. I'm in sorry you age. don't understand millennial comedy. <laughs> First of all, millennials are not allowed more to stronks, have comedy. More stronks. More stronks. Millennials are not allowed to have comedy anymore. Didn't you hear? There's Jesus. no comedy for millennials. Uh, there's lots of comedy for no, millennials. No, you can't. You I think can't there's just fun- a lot of uh, you funny can't be people funny who anymore. Who are everything upset needs that they're to not be, allowed to, to make everything their needs dumb to be serious. Jokes. No, there's no jokes. Everything needs to be serious. This is a you need very close-minded. You need to have a, a, a real. Listen, no, you need to try to change the world with everything you do. There's no lighthearted oh comedy anymore. Oh, my God. You can't make a poop joke anymore, Jerry. Stop doing it. I just, I just want everyone to know that the views of Boomer Pat do not reflect the views of leaving a legacy. <laughs> Boomer Pat's my favorite alter ego, by the way. The <laughs> worst superhero ever. <laughs> Boomer Pat. <laughs> oh, I love it. Awesome. Um, and as always, thanks to uh, Justin Lutz. He's our audio tech sound engineer. He's always flipping the switches, twisting the knobs. Makes it sound makes it sound so good, right? Yeah. Gives also, me like a nice throaty bass voice. If you ever heard me in real life, it's like uh listening to a screaming child and he gives me like a nice deep throaty bass. Yeah, when he, and when he puts this out for us. Fun fact, through a weird time travel mix up, Justin is actually a millennial and a boomer at the same time. I'm a I'm a mal boomer. Um I'm a boomer. I'm a boomer. <laughs> I don't want to say why, but let's just say his family tree looks like a figure eight. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Justin, you can cut that out, man. That was rough. That was uncalled for, Jerry. I feel like, my goodness. Wow. You see, this is what I'm talking about. This new generation, they have no manners. We might they, be looking for a new editor. <laughs> they don't know how to treat their peers slash elders. Yeah, well, Justin is also a millennial, and he would understand millennial humor. <laughs> There's no millennial humor. I thought we talked about this, Jerry. No, there's plenty of millennial humor. It's just boomers don't understand millennial humor. Oh, right. Yeah. The the last millennial humor I, I saw was like uh, a flight attendant telling me where the exits were in a plane. That was really that was really good millennial humor. What? Yeah. No, it's like, look at here. Look at this bottle of water, Pat. Enslaved moisture. Get it? It's not it's, funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> It's only funny because you're always high, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. (laughs) Have a great Friday, y'all. We'll catch you all next week. Bye. Uh, Second place. (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry, Justin. Yeah, give him something to do. Yeah, you know. We're so flawless. His job must be so easy. <laughs> he must love it. I actually, for my work, I just edited a podcast where the guest uh, 
didn't like not record the other people's lines so i had to go like word by word cutting out and silencing the Ooh. echo and i i feel you justin i feel you bro <laughs> I, I know did i ever I'm tell you about the time i had <laughs> did i tell about the time i had to re-record my audio for an episode yes yeah i can't do that i had dude to do that. it was i had to like redo I, I i couldn't get my audio so i had to guess i had to like listen ahead to see what the person's reaction was, and then try to record what I said to make them have the reaction. <laughs> I had to re-record laughs. I had to like force laughs. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> it was, like if that ever happens again, I don't even care. I don't care if it, the podcast is with Richard Garfield. I'm not doing it again. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're just, that one's just gonna get binned. Anyway. Yep. 